In our last episode, Grace received some disturbing news, yet she was willing to make a difference in her father's life. Hello, I'm Anne-Marie Moore, author of Love's Weaving Hand series books. I would like to welcome you to the LWH series podcast. Here you can listen to the audio version of my books. It is my hope that this series will encourage every woman to know true love. This is a nine-book series, and I will be your narrator for book one, The King's Daughter. Chapter 26 The following morning, Grace walked in the garden and pondered many things. She wondered where her Nana would be. Does Nana miss me as much as I do her? Ah, Gracie, how I miss you so. Abigail whispered as if answering Grace from the third-story window. She closed her eyes as memories reeled of that fateful night when they kidnapped her best friend, Queen Marie. Abigail, I thank you for all your help. Michelle served herself a hot cup of tea. I'm sorry I woke you. Abigail sat at the kitchen table. I couldn't sleep either. Now that you're doing much better, I plan to head home. Michelle sat beside her. You know, I rather got used to you being around, and I believe the boys have too. She smiled. I'll come again, Lord Willing, and... A terrible blast caused them both to straighten. What was that? Michelle could scarcely breathe. I don't know. One boy came out of his room frightened. Mama? Abigail stood to open the front door, and a man stopped to speak to her. The rebellion has started. He ran off. Abigail shut the door. What should we do? Michelle hugged her boy tighter. Pray. Twenty minutes later, Abigail determined to leave. You don't have to go home now. It could be dangerous. Michelle pleaded. I must. I can't explain other than God is telling me to go. Michelle hugged her neck. I'm sure the queen is fine. Abigail held back her tears. I'll be back as soon as I can. Be careful. Abigail walked through the streets of people hurrying away. By the time she reached her house in North Constance, the streets were deserted. As she neared her house, she caught sight of a shadow. She opened her door and bolted it behind her. She leaned on it to catch her breath. She grew still when she heard footsteps nearing. The light rap made her jump away from the door. Maybe I should have listened to Michelle. But Lord, I was sure you wanted to be here. Was she in danger? She was Queen Marie's best friend. She emboldened herself for what may come. But silence followed. She clasped her hands, listening, fearing to draw near lest the person on the other side of the door would attempt to break in. She heard a faint rustling, followed by a cry, a baby's cry. The cry grew louder. She could no longer ignore it. She opened the door slowly, looked down and scooped the infant child in her arms and quickly shut the door behind her. Coins chimed at her feet. She took the baby and placed it on her bed and went to light a lamp. Her heart broke to see the child so distressed she neared to comfort the baby. There, there, we won. She reached for the note wrapped in the blanket and read it. Take the money and flee for your life with the baby. I will come and find her when the time is right. King Derek. She picked up the baby in her arms. Oh, Lord, this is the king's daughter. Oh, dear God. She held the baby tightly as reality hit her that the child's mother was in danger. 
A tear streamed down Abigail's cheek as she beheld Grace walking in the garden. Oh, we Grace, if only your mother could see you now. Grace stared at the red rose. Nana, are you sad? She whispered as she brushed morning dew off the rose with her fingertips. She lifted her face upward and closed her eyes. I love you, Nana. Can you tell her that for me, Lord? I love you, we Grace. Abigail whispered, leaning her forehead against the window. My lady, Hilda interrupted Grace's thoughts. I hope the tea and cake are to your liking. She directed Grace to her seat. I'm sure I will enjoy them. Thank you. Grace sat down and turned to see the roses once again. Hilda picked up the teapot, then set it down when she noticed a paper fall to the ground. What's this? She bent and read aloud. I love you. I always have. And I always will. Hilda examined the other side. My lady, it is addressed to you. Grace received the paper in her hands. Who gave this to you? No one, my lady. I didn't notice it until now. Grace examined the paper as Hilda was ready to leave. Oh, Hilda, please do not mention this to anyone. Yes, my lady. Hilda curtsied and left. Grace stood up. Her heart fluttered at the thought Caleb could be near. Her eyes searched and saw a figure waving at her behind some bushes. She looked this way and that, and when she saw no one, she made her way discreetly towards him. Grace, Caleb whispered. The sound of Caleb's voice beckoned her to embrace him, but she refrained. Caleb, what are you doing here? Seeing you. Excitement filled her heart. I miss you. His voice was gentle. She bit her lip, though she wanted to cry out, I miss you too, my love. I'm sorry for the way I acted the other day. It's just, I thought I would lose you. Caleb, I'm... But how could she break his heart further? What is it, Grace? He came out of the bushes and stood before her. She had to tell him. Maybe he would decide to stop pursuing her. The thought tore at her. I'm betrothed to another man. You won't accept. He furrowed his brows. Will you? I... Caleb drew near and held Grace's hands. His nearness made her feel weak. It's what my father and mother desired. But is that what you desire, Grace? Oh, Caleb, I don't know. What do you mean? The scent of his soap lingered. How she missed that spice smell. It distracted her thoughts. Grace, do you love me? I love you. But committing the words now would only cut both their hearts in pieces. What difference will it make, Caleb? Grace, you have a choice. You don't have to be the king's daughter. She blinked in confusion. What are you saying, Caleb? You can renounce your birthright. Grace withdrew her hands from Caleb and turned away. I have a choice? Renounce my birthright? The king himself made that decree years ago, before you were born. He wanted his own children to have the liberty to choose. He could even adopt someone in your stead, Grace. You don't have to marry someone you don't love. Caleb drew the papers from his pocket. Read these notes. You will have all the information you need to plead your case with King Derek. She turned to Caleb. Her eyes fell on the papers. I don't know, Caleb. Caleb held Grace's hand. Please, think about your real choice. Her mind whirled. No words came to her. She nodded. She sensed he drew near to kiss her, 
but he gave her a warm smile instead. Thank you. He slipped his hands away and left the papers in her hands. He gave her a bow and made his way back to where he came from. From his second-story room window, King Derek observed the scene between Caleb and Grace. My lord, Wilson appeared in the doorway. Did you see? Yes. Who is that young man, Wilson? He is Timothy Marshall's brother. His name is Caleb and apparently your daughter's lover from Brooks Village. Explain yourself, for you knew this information and you did not tell me about it? My lord, when the royal guardsmen went to arrest your daughter, they found her and the young man in the woods, alone. What happened? They were impassioned with each other, but my men interrupted them before any serious damage occurred. Was this her lifestyle? No, my lord. Abigail Allison, or as we know her, Abigail Farrow, would not have allowed such behavior. Niall informed me they were seeing each other behind her back. Derek stroked his beard. Should I arrest him, sire? No need, Wilson. Wilson gave him a curious look. Perhaps rough him up a bit and find out what his intentions are with my daughter. Yes, my lord. Oh, and Wilson, be sure the man is not too zealous in his task. You mean, don't kill him? Precisely. I have nothing against the young man, but I want to discourage him. And if it does not discourage him, just follow my orders. As you wish. When Wilson had gone, Derek looked out the window at Grace, who sat quietly reading the papers Caleb had left her. If it doesn't discourage him, he is a fool in love with the woman. He frowned, then relaxed his face, and I'd be the greatest fool of all. He turned to the wall and pulled back the curtain that uncovered a painting. It was of he and his bride, Queen Marie. A man cannot love another woman when his heart is on the woman he cannot live without. If you would like to get this book and other books of the Love's Weaving Hands series, please visit lwhseries.com. Love's Weaving Hands series books and audios are copyright by Living Faith Publishing, LLC.